The world is talking about TikTok, the hottest video-based social network. Most recently, e-commerce brands have found unique ways to engage with new customers via TikTok. This week on the podcast, we're talking all things TikTok, what it is, what opportunities businesses have to acquire new customers, and whether your business should consider utilizing TikTok as a new acquisition method. Grab some tea and join us. Welcome to Commerce Tea, a podcast to help you succeed on Shopify. I'm Rian. And I'm Kelly. Grab a mug and join us as we talk about all things commerce. Kelly, how can merchants get more out of their Facebook Messenger and SMS marketing campaigns? I recommend Octane AI, the leading Facebook Messenger and SMS platform for Shopify and Shopify Plus merchants. How does it work? Using their built-in flows, conversational ads, and retargeting campaigns, you can easily unlock Messenger and SMS as new revenue channels. The platform has ready-to-go integrations with top apps such as Clavio, Privy, Recharge, and Justuno. What kinds of returns can I expect? Merchants using Octane AI report 80 to 95% open rates, a 7x increase in click-through rates, and even a 7 to 20% increase in revenue. This sounds great. Where can I learn more? You can start a 14-day free trial by requesting a demo at octaneai.com or by visiting the Shopify App Store and searching for Octane AI. Good morning, Rian. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? I am great. Um, I am on vacation right now at home doing non-work things. This is not considered work. (laughs) I'm not working as I am working. (laughs) I am not working. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing well. I'm not on vacation, um, but I plan on doing that at some juncture in the next three to six months. (laughs) You should absolutely do that. You were supposed to go on vacation with me. I, I And I still may take a couple days off this week. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Perfect. That's the goal. Then so, I'll just pester Kelly from a distance and be like, so you want to play trivia? I mean, you do that every day anyway. <laughs> I know. Well, hey, look, fun fact about Rian, I love trivia. Now you have a trivial fact about me. Do you have a fun Perfect. fact about you? I've lived a day twice. Really? Yeah. How so? I flew out of Auckland at like 3 p.m. and I landed in L.A. at like 6 a.m. And so I had to live that Sunday all over again. I love that worst places to live it, but it was it's kind of a fun fact. I was also a state champ bowler when I was 11. Wait, wait, say that one more one more time. I was a state champ bowler when I was 11. I am awful at bowling. I'm going to keep this nugget of knowledge in my brain. And when we see each other in real life again, I, I'm i going to um, demand a bowl off, but I'll just drink beer and watch you win. <laughs> if I have no competition, I always win. It's the greatest, it's the greatest game. Perfect. Perfect. So, so speaking of competition. Yes. I don't really have a segue into this, but let's talk about TikTok. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, it is relevant to competition because TikTok is highly competitive to become an influencer, but also it's probably the easiest platform to become an influencer on right now because it's easier to get found on TikTok than any other platform. 
It is. It absolutely is. So if you are not using TikTok right now and are unsure exactly what it is, uh, TikTok's a social network for short form video content. It's used around the world. It's primarily with uh, Gen Z and younger millennials. But I think thanks to COVID and everyone being home, the age target has like expanded greatly. It's, it's expanded dramatically. Absolutely. So more and more brands are finding an opportunity to use TikTok as a means of generating sales. Most recently, too, TikTok has announced TikTok for business, which is interesting because in terms of longevity of an app, and maybe this is going to get too techie, nerdy, but most social media platforms don't roll out um, marketplaces and business tools for quite some time. And TikTok, TikTok, I can't even say it. Tick, tip, top, tip, tick to the talk has started a business um, a business channel. And there's a lot of different brands on it. Kelly, what kind of brands are we seeing on TikTok for business? So TikTok has written up case studies for some some pretty major brands. And we can share each of these case studies in, the, in our show notes if you want to read through them. But examples are Nike, Mercedes-Benz, Maybelline, Guess, and Clean and & Clear. And these are all larger household names or I guess garage names if you have a Mercedes-Benz <laughs> in your garage. Um, but direct-to-consumer brands are finding, op- finding opportunities to advertise on TikTok or not even advertise, just have videos go viral, which I, there's just there's so much opportunity there. And before we go into like the different kinds of ads that you can purchase through TikTok, I think we should talk about why brands, could sh- or brands should consider using TikTok for um, reaching new customers. So... First one, as Rian kind of pointed out earlier, is there's really low market saturation. So compared to the likes of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, where these businesses have been around for a lot longer, their user base is a lot larger, that's not the case yet for TikTok. So side note, LinkedIn is also in the same bucket of TikTok being not hugely oversaturated. not that most people are advertising on LinkedIn. So oh. just wanted to put that out there because I hate LinkedIn, but I use it I all, hate all the time. LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so there's low market saturation. So that means that your your entry point is it's a little bit easier to get found, basically. Rian, what else is there? Well, it's less expensive, which is, yeah. is critical. I mean, if you only have X amount of dollars to spend on marketing and you, let's say that number is $1,000 a month, and you are selling to Gen Z and younger millennials, I would be spending my $1,000 on TikTok right now. You're not going to get that kind of return on Facebook especially, but even Instagram, (laughs) I've noticed like a shift off of Instagram and onto TikTok. It really depends on your customer base. Before coming on the air, Kelly and I were speaking about how for certain types of businesses, let's say your target demographic is 40-year-old women, TikTok is not the marketing acquisition platform for you. Now, if you're something like, and I'm just spitballing because I just bought my daughter a bunch of skincare from this product line, Bloom, which I actually learned about from Salima, our previous guest, which is like Gen Z skincare and girl empowerment type stuff. Now, that makes a lot of sense to market on TikTok. 
So I, I will say it is an expense. It is inexpensive, but depending on who you're selling to, it may not be the right place to put your dollars. Exactly. So I really mean, it's the same reason why a lot of merchants are not advertising on Pinterest because there's right. no relevance there. It just because TikTok is the cool new platform to consider advertising on does not mean you should advertise on there. Put your dollars where they're actually going to get the biggest return. A hundred percent. I also think, and you've mentioned this as well earlier on, that TikTok is really unique in the sense that anyone can go viral. And I'm really fascinated by that concept because to go viral on Twitter takes one thing. It's like one thing. To go viral on Instagram is another, right? To go viral on Facebook is a TikTok though, you are far more discoverable right out the gates. Yeah. You get you get surfaced and served to people way more quickly. It was really bizarre when I decided to try out TikTok for the first time and I posted a video and I think I discussed it um, in the interview with Holly, so I'm not going to go too deep into detail here, but I had like 500 views on my really dumb video and I had zero followers, but somehow these people were finding my video. And so if I got 500, 500 views on a really dumb video, these people who are having like really creative content are seeing millions of views and the engagement, like all the likes and comments and shares. And it's, I think it's so cool because you, like you said, you do not see that on any other social network platform anywhere. Should we be having a commerce tea TikTok? I'm afraid of doing that. I'm afraid of doing it too because I don't understand the platform well enough to utilize it. Are you sure your utilized. daughter would not disown me, disown you? Disown I me. mean, maybe, maybe we need to hire her as an outside consultant. There we go. Well, we have our first influencer for Commerce Tea. Just. <laughs> but it, it, I, I'm never not fascinated by this platform and I I'm, I'm really excited about the the opportunities behind it and I'm also really stoked about a new feature that TikTok has rolled out and is continuing to roll out which is the creator marketplace which I think is the first one of its kind I don't know a single platform that does something similar so Tell the world what the TikTok creator marketplace is. Okay, and this is from our understanding. So if we're wrong, send us an email. Um, basically, a creator marketplace is for brands to discover and partner with content creators on paid brand campaigns and then drive awareness and attract new customers. So it's like a typical influencer relationship or creator relationship, but TikTok is behind the scenes helping make those connections for you instead of you trying to just cold DM someone on Instagram. <laughs> saying hey we want to we want to do paid placement with you how much does it cost I also like the idea that they broker it for you um and I think that's really cool it it, it has some accountability on both ends so in theory neither party gets burned which we've all heard about happening in influencer marketing but on both sides either someone isn't getting paid or someone isn't upholding their end of the bargain so this creator marketplace is fascinating, super timely, and I wouldn't be con- I would not be surprised if we see it adopted on other platforms in the future because it's a really good idea. And it's I something people ask for. Yeah, I think TikTok again being so new um, is really at an advantage here because they have fewer potential influencers to onboard right now. So they can really curate who they want to let into this new uh, creator marketplace. Um, 
when you're, you know, Instagram and there are millions of users, I don't even know what the actual user count is of Instagram. Oh, you get so a many. lot more potential influencers that you have to actually go through for that. So, so I think I want to discuss now what the different ad types are for TikTok before we go into our interview with Holly. Okay, absolutely. Okay, so there are five major types of ads that you can buy on TikTok. Uh, the first one is called Top View. So this is up to 60 seconds of uh, full screen and long form video. It auto plays, has sound. When I opened up my TikTok app, like before we started recording this, the first thing I was shown was a Top View video. Okay. Uh, the second is brand takeover. So you can capture user attention through a full screen visual experience. This is usually like a three to five second video or like a three second JPEG. Super short, just a, a really quick, oh, what's this kind of thing. Uh, the next is in-feed ads. So this is going to be another 60 second video. Uh, so you can tell your brand story just like a TikTok creator would just uh, as a standard video um, by in that, in that video gets integrated into the for you feed on TikTok. The next, which you have probably seen if you've used TikTok at all or just seen conversations around it, is you've seen hashtag challenges where people have done like a dance with a hashtag. In this case, it's a branded hashtag challenge. So it's specific to your brand. So all users on TikTok can participate and create content around this campaign theme. And all user-generated content gets attributed to this hashtag. And you are generating all kinds of content that you can use for later advertising. What's really cool about these is that the engagement rate is about 8.5% through likes, comments, and shares. So you're getting some really good exposure for your brand. That's really high engagement rate. Yeah. And the last one is branded effect. So these are going to be tailor-made stickers, filters, and special effects. But as of, I think, last week, they actually added a new one called branded scan. Yeah. Uh, and that allows users to have an augmented reality experience with any brand. So anything can be added for like 2D, 3D, or AR format, which I think would be super fun to play with. Like imagine getting an ad for, I don't know, a robot. Let's say a robot because robots are fun. And it's just like a total AR experience. So suddenly you're seeing this robot in your room. For, for all of you who have robots at home, this is a, a Now you can buy your own robot. Now you can buy your own. I, I say that jokingly, but at the same time, I can't say certain words <laughs> in my house. Otherwise, it'll trigger house automation functions. So I guess mm -hmm. I, I, too have, um, I too have robots in my home. I always wanted to put out an ad that just says like, Hey Siri, visit mywebsite.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> I made Siri go off. Siri's like, uh, excuse me, ma'am. Do you need me or no? <laughs> Just to like trigger everybody's Siri and make them go to my website. Yeah, I, I think it would work. Whenever I, I hear A-L-E-X-A's name on, or A-L-E-X-A's, -A yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you got name, it. And, and it comes like through the TV or through anything. You just hear like, bing, bing, like throughout my house because we have <laughs> one of those creatures in every room in my house. So in my husband's desire to make our entire home automated, um, it's, it's a fine line between, like, what if we just start the, the lights flashing in my home? I don't have a single one in my house by choice. It's, a, it's probably a smart choice. It's not for me. <laughs> but anyway, 
So instead of us going on about TikTok, which is honestly not an app I use every day, we are going to now introduce uh, Holly Carju, somebody who is much more knowledgeable in the area of TikTok, who is going to talk to us about brands who are doing well on TikTok and how everybody can actually get started using TikTok in a, in the, in a business sense using uh, one of the platforms that she's built. We're excited to have Holly Cardew, founder and GM of Pixie and co-founder of Vop, to help us understand TikTok and how to use it as a powerful marketing tool. Hi, Holly. Hi. Thanks for having me over on your show today. Absolutely. Why don't you tell us a little about yourself? So as you mentioned, I'm the founder of Pixie and also Vop, more recently Vop. And I started working in the Shopify ecosystem with stores in 2013 and realized that apps were a fantastic place to be able to build products to help solve merchants' problems, but many merchants, not just a few. So I first started with Pixie, which is a photo editing app, and then I moved more recently onto Vop. And the reason why I started Vop was I saw an opportunity using uh, user-generated content and also video content on the e-commerce side, and so focused on TikTok because there's a big opportunity there with it growing so fast at the moment. I love that. So before we go any further, the company's name is Vop. For our listeners, because we can see how it's spelled, can you explain how it's spelled and uh, like what the origination behind the, the name, like where it comes from? Yes. Yeah, so it's V-O-P um, and it's basically for video shopping. We started off actually focused on TikTok and we've only been around for three months. So it's like progressed rapidly. Um, and we were focusing just on TikTok, but then we realized that there is Instagram stories and Snapchat and vertical videos becoming really, really popular in short form video and video content on product pages. So we decided actually after a couple of weeks to rename to Bop. So we are now Bop. We're at, um, the website is getbop.com. Um, and we also have some other things coming around, which is all about Bop and Bop shops. Bop shops. I love it. There are so many fun rhyming opportunities there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So TikTok is obviously becoming a lot more popular. I am really slow to catch on and only just recently downloaded the app on my phone. My husband had it before I did, and he is really proud to show me videos that I've never seen before because that's the only thing he gets before I do. <laughs> <laughs> so why should merchants be using TikTok? So I think we really focus on like telling merchants that they should be on TikTok because it is one of the fastest growing social um, platforms. Um, it's overtaking Instagram and it's a new form of content and also able you're able to reach a new audience. Now, having said that you have to reach a new audience, it's not just younger people. There are, it did start with a younger generation, but more and more people who are older, there's even like hashtag over 30, hashtag over 40, hashtag over 50 is becoming a thing. And I think the, um, what brands are finding and why say that brand should be on there is you're not just a it's not just a static image you can show your customers what your product looks like um, how people can engage with your product and so that's why I think it's a really interesting platform I think also the difference between Instagram and TikTok is that when users sign up you're automatically you don't need to follow anyone you you automatically get a feed called the for you page and so it allows people who would have never discovered your brand to discover your brand 
Um, so it's really interesting to see that. And they're really pushing your videos to people who would have never seen your brand before on Instagram. What's that? The social channels. What's that page called again? The For You page. So it's like, it is obviously based on their algorithm. And when you first open the app, they don't really know who you are or anything. Um, but over time, it will learn and then show you videos, I guess, that they, TikTok, thinks is appropriate to you, which is a whole nother topic um, <laughs> because it is changing all the algorithms, changing all the time. Um, and so that is, I don't know if they know exactly what to push to you until you've started liking things. And they also get to decide. You can start to follow people and that's on your following page. But the main page everyone looks at is the For You page. So that's the page when I open up TikTok and there's like a person dancing or somebody baking an item, like that's the for you page that I laid yes. on automatically. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And, and is that, do you have to hashtag to get there or, or that just gets picked up in the algorithm? Well, it does get picked up in the algorithm. I mean, there are um, theories out there at the moment. There's funny videos where people are like, if I'm on your For You page, I need to write any hashtags like it. And sometimes if you don't write any hashtags, it will pick it up because it's not just based on hashtags. It's also based on your video content, which TikTok is obviously analyzing. What song are you using? How long is the video? Who is in the video? Is it a dance video? Is it an educational video? So I think it changes based on different things. And there are people who are testing that um, all the time, saying that they're testing different hashtags. Um, so the hashtags just help from the search functionality and also for TikTok to understand what the video is about. So I think there's kind of a, a, a misunderstanding about the audience of TikTok. Is it just for Gen Z or is it for everybody with a heavy Gen Z base? Or is there a giant split of audience and demographics? What, what are you seeing there? I think it's a, um, there is a lot of Gen Z, but I really do think it's for everyone. I think with the pandemic, um, a lot of people have jumped on TikTok because they're bored and they're at home. The other thing that's happened is, and I don't know if you've noticed on your personal Instagram feed, but a lot of the, if you, you probably don't even notice, and I'm, I know a lot of my friends who are not on TikTok don't notice, but a lot of the video content now on Instagram is actually TikTok content. Yes. And so I think what's happened is in the last, like even, so I jumped on TikTok last year around September um, and didn't really do much with it. I'm still not doing that much, but I guess it's evolved really quickly. And even in just like the last two months, there are older people in there. The content is more educational. It's not just about dancing and dance moves. And then it, all that content is now being shared on Instagram. And so more and more people are moving from Instagram or like at least signing up for TikTok. Um, I don't think that it's still a lot a younger demographic. Unfortunately, I don't get to see those videos. So again, that's the one problem with the For You page is I get the older videos. So for me, unless I go out and research it, I can't see what younger generations are doing. We are working with a 16-year-old who writes content for our blog. And so she sees completely different things. I love things that, yeah. But she's at high school and she's fantastic. And she's given me like, I mean, there were brands that I, that is about having pimples and like being a 16 year old and it's um, it's called Starface. Oh and yeah, Starface. I've got a 14 <laughs> yeah. year old. So we yeah. are familiar is, with some of these Gen Z super yeah, brands. Yeah, which is, it is amazing. And like, I don't know anything about Starface and I would never come across Starface because I don't have a, like a daughter or sister who's 14 and wasn't around when I was 14. So I think that's really interesting because that doesn't come up in my For You page. 
So I need to actively seek out those brands um, or have someone tell me because I wouldn't otherwise discover them. That's so interesting. I, I bet there's just so much really great content on there that we're never exposed to because we're old. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> yes, we're old. But the other thing I do want to say, and I, this is quite controversial because given everything that's happening this week, is in the last 48 hours, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, TikTok, now 90% of my videos in the last 48 hours are people of color. Now, that is not a bad thing that they're showing it to me. It's bad that I have now, my conscious has been like, oh, where was this content all along? And like, why am I getting it this week? Did they tweak the algorithm to like, I don't know, change it? Like they must have. They must because have. The thing is, huh. it's not even about just back Black Lives Matter and the other and the content and the, you know, what's going on outside in the street. I'm getting videos of a person of color who's doing their gardening. And I'm like, oh, wow, I've never had this content before ever. So it is quite scary how you don't realize the difference until something different comes up. And I've noticed in the last 48 hours and I was quite surprised. There's a um, lot of power in that algorithm. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it's not just the younger generations and discovering brands. It's like, actually, what do they want to push? But that's every social media platform. They're going to push what they think is the best. True. So let's talk about some brands that are doing well on TikTok. Do you have some examples you can share with us? Yes. So I think the brands that are doing really well are companies like uh, the Washington Post, which is obviously not an e-commerce site, but they have taken something that's really boring, like a newspaper and created some interesting and trending videos that allow the younger generation to be engaged with such company. Um, and then, of course, the beauty brands are doing a good job. So it's short form content that they can show how their products can be used. And then uh, fashion brands like Princess Polly and Fashion Nova are also doing really well on TikTok. I think the ones that uh, have understand the power of social channels have jumped on board early um, and tried to figure it out. Whether it's, an, it's not about being right or wrong. I think a lot of brands hold off from doing it, but they've obviously managed to see or test a few videos, see what works, see what doesn't, try some of the trends, try some things that are on brand and then gone from there. So that actually leads me to another question, you know, trying these different trends. Obviously I see a lot of things about cleaning videos or dancing videos. I assume these brands are not dancing to the news or their products that they're promoting. Is there a, like a specific type of trend that like e-commerce brands are using on TikTok? Um, I think some of the e-commerce brands are jumping on the trends. Um, the reason why they do that is because they want to not just blend in because you don't want to completely blend in, but you do want to be, you don't want to bring your Instagram content over to TikTok or your YouTube content over to TikTok. You still want to be that type of, you want to create the content that's appropriate for that platform. Um, I think it's also important to jump on some of the brands, jump on some of the trends because it actually helps you get picked up A in the algorithm, B on the trending songs. Um, if there is a trend that, a dance trend that is happening, you can actually go and view all the videos to do with that trend. So you actually do want to see 
the other videos. So you do want to be part of that. But then there's other brands who have decided or even influencers who have decided, no, I'm not going to jump on the trends. I'm going to create my own style of content and that might be educational and that's coming on and talking about, um, you know, about their product or doing demos. I have, I think at the moment, most brands are jumping on the trends with their product, whether that's like, you know, switching out um, products doing, so for example, an outfit change, there'll be like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and they'll do an outfit change per, um, per in the video and they'll play along with the music. Um, but and not, they haven't really gone into just um, educational content yet. I think they do a mix. So how would you recommend merchants starting on TikTok? If you're just a, a tip, let's say you sell cookies or so, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just made that up in my head because I want a cookie. So if, <laughs> good reason. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Like what do you do? Do you just start an account and just put out content you think would be good or what, what would so, your position I on mean, that be? So I really think that brands need to open an account and just watch and go and watch a lot of content before you even start and see what what is there that is what what is trending, what is getting a lot of views and a lot of clicks. And it's not just about views and clicks, it's also about building an audience. And then decide on what sort of format you want to do. And that you can have a video anywhere between zero one second, but they say 15 seconds and 60 seconds, maximum 60 seconds. And you might find that actually content at around, people say around between 10 and 20 seconds actually performs better than other content. Now it depends on what your brand is. Um, I do think once you've um, tried it out, maybe if you don't do it under the brand, but you do it under your personal account, you can just start creating content and see what works and what doesn't. Um, I think there's nothing, there's no harm in trying. The other thing we've seen with one of the brands we work with, they didn't have any content. They didn't know what to do. So they ran a hashtag challenge. They gave away a 300 pound voucher to their store. They emailed all their customers, their kids clothing company, which is, I'll get what I would do with cookies, but um, they have, <laughs> they basically said, you create a content, uh, create a video on TikTok. We're going to draw a winner. They had hundreds of people submit videos and now they had all this user generated content and they can actually TikTok makes it really easy to reshare a video on your account. It does come up with the watermark of the original creator, but they could now repost these videos that weren't their videos but had their product in there to onto their account. So it was very easy for them to not have to create any content. In the end, one of the people who created one of the videos, she had tens of it was a mother, she had tens of thousands of followers, and now they're working directly with that mother to create content for their business. Um, so that was really powerful. The other thing they did was they actually used that content on a Facebook ad and had four times uh, more traffic than any other Facebook ad they've ever used before. Huh. So That's I've got, really interesting. That yeah. is really, I've got a follow-up question there. So there's like, from what I'm understanding, there's kind of a, an, a wave, a second wave of influencers and they're like TikTok influencers and they may be totally independent than Inst uh, of Instagram influencers or Twitter influencers. They're their own kind of thing is that correct yeah definitely I think the strange thing with TikTok is that remember back in the day when you get on Instagram and it was really easy to get followers TikTok's yes. there right now <laughs> yeah and that's really hard now and so 
people are going on to TikTok and they're like, huh, I'm going to try TikTok. This is funny. And then they're like, oh, wow, I just got, you know, tens of thousands of views. I posted a video and it has 270,000 views. What? And it's of the streets in San Francisco. Okay. And like, and I don't have like that many followers, but I, I gained 3,000 followers in a few weeks. And like, and they're not my friends. They're just like, it's because <laughs> the video blew up. And so I think that like people who never thought they were influencers and never like curated anything because TikTok is not about curating something. They're now growing very fast. I don't think this is going to be forever, but this is working right now. Um, so I think that's what's happened with some of these mothers who weren't like on Instagram. They're definitely not perfect. They've just recorded a funny video of their kids and it's like sort of blown up overnight. And then the brand who uh, doesn't typically work with influencers, they just want to work with what, what, what we call a micro-influencer, but the person didn't realize they're an influencer at all. But now they have, you know, 50,000 followers. And it's not just about the followers they have. They actually know how to create content for the platform. And so it's helpful that the brand can go to that person and say, hey, it's not about being an influencer and posting it to your channel. It's like, actually, you've done a really good job creating this video. Would you mind if we paid you to create video content for our brand? So it's kind of like a content creator rather than, and that's what TikTok calls it. They call it creators uh, rather than influencers. Okay. So I have a question because I can be creative when I want to, but I think what holds me up is TikTok seems very focused on music, that everything seems to be to some song or something like that. Is, it, is music required for a good TikTok video or can I just be like talking about something? No, you can be talking about something, something that's really popular right now. And they brought it out as a feature recently in the last month is voiceover. So you could go around and record something and then you do a voiceover over your video because you're going to speed it up, you're going to edit it and you don't necessarily know what to say at that point in time. So you might bake a cake, make cookies and you you then go and record a voiceover and that's become really popular. And the other week a trend was, um, a hashtag was trending, which was mini vlog, which was basically like a vlog in within 60 seconds. So you don't have to jump on any of these music trends. It's just a way to be discovered because if a song is trending, just like a hashtag or a dance, it's people can search by, by song. But there are a lot of people on there who are, you know, focused on, I mean, there is the someone I follow called the Skin Doctor. And well, I think that I can't remember his exact username, but it is like Skin Doctor. He has 300,000 followers and he just talks about skin and like what products to use. But he doesn't dance around and, you know, jump on the song and trends. There is a tactic which people do do and they put a song in the background, but they mute the song down. So it shows that the song is there. You can be discovered in the feed with the song, but it's actually not playing in your video. It's just attached to that sound. Yeah. Okay. So you could do that too. You know, or you can have a voiceover with sound turned right down, like not completely down, but like so you can still slightly hear it. So there's different options and you don't, I think everyone just assumes TikTok is dancing only. Now it will help, it, it does help to grow your account fast if you have song and dancing, but it, there are people out there building educational accounts, they just grow slower, but they grow a better community because you're more engaged because that content is really interesting. So there's one person I follow and she only talks about the TikTok algorithm and like what, like everything oh. that's going on with TikTok. That's all she does. 
Um, I think she might have 40,000 followers, but you can tell her account grows much slower than someone who goes viral on a dance video. But even though it went viral with the 270,000 followers, it was kind of, I realized it was kind of pointless because guess what? It was a video of the San Francisco streets boarded up. And like, do I want to be known, like, do I want to build a community, be known for like boarded San Francisco streets? No. So it was like, it was point, like, it was a good experiment, but it was pointless because I want people to, like, I want to be able to provide value. I want to probably want to share business tips. I want to talk about e-commerce. I haven't started any of that because I'm just testing things out. But I now have all these followers who probably don't have a business, don't care about e-commerce, just want to see streets of San Francisco. But I don't want to create a whole TikTok account based on like, here's the streets of San Francisco with some, you know, the shops boarded up, what it looks like in pandemic. So I think it's important to like uh, decide on what you, people say, pick a niche. I hear them talk about it all the time, pick a niche. So it's like, pick what you want to talk about and focus ideally that account on that thing, which works okay. well for a brand. It's just a bit harder on like a personal side and you kind of need to pick what you want to talk about and be. For sure. So you mentioned this uh, TikTok creator, you said they're called? Yeah, so TikTok calls them TikTok creators. Creators, okay. So there's this this person who discusses the uh, TikTok algorithm, which I imagine would be a really useful resource. Do you have any other additional resources that you might recommend to people just getting started on TikTok? That's a good question. There is um, an agency called Movers Shakers who puts out a lot of TikTok content. Uh, we're also working with another agency called TikTal. So they help uh, brands create videos. I'm happy to do an uh, introduction to any brands who want to be introduced to them. They work with both influencers and also so creators or influencers um, to create videos for your brand specifically. Uh, we are putting out a lot of TikTok content on our blog. Okay. Uh, we're also working with an agency called Mute Six down in LA who to do run webinars. So I think TikTok is very new, but there is more and more TikTok content coming out. Um, but I would look at those places to begin with. Perfect. We'll include those in the show notes uh, to make sure that everyone can see them and. We, we want to talk about one last thing, or actually two last things, Holly. Um, how does your app work? Yeah, so we have a Shopify <laughs> app. Okay. Um, it's pretty simple. It's interesting because brands were like, oh, what do we do? And it's like, it's really just one click install, um, like most Shopify apps, and you can bring in your TikTok videos. Our content management system allows you to manage all your videos so you can reject or approve any video you want to show on your site and you can tag all the products we connect directly to your product feed and your product catalog and you can tag all the products in that video so when a customer comes to your site they can see your tiktok videos and they can essentially watch all of them if they want to but they can click directly through to the product page with the product that's in the video because it's quite hard when a video is 10 seconds, 15 seconds, or 60 seconds to know what, what that product was, especially if you're doing an outfit change and you have multiple products in a video. So our app enables that. 
Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely include a link to that in the show notes so people can can take a look at that. So to close out all of our episodes, we're uh, calling out a Shopify store that, that's caught our attention, uh, whether it's has a, a good user experience, just has some cool products, whatever it might be. I'm going to put you on the spot here. What is a Shopify store that has caught your attention? Well, I have to be a little bit biased, but I would say Princess Polly, just because they're doing such a good job with TikTok and also they have jumped on as an early VOP customer. So they're really leading the way with video shopping and they've created a whole product feed, a page dedicated to TikTok and TikTok shopping. So you can essentially be, it's as if you're browsing TikTok with your product feed and you can click directly through to purchase. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely link to that and might link directly to that that page because because that's pretty interesting. Uh, Rian, what is your store this week? My store this week is Black and Bold. It's a specialty coffee and tea company, and they're focused on community impact. They're a certified B company, and they have coffee and tea, and I love that. So I I'm actually going to be ordering us both some Kelly, so we have some tea for our next recording round so it's very on brand for you to choose a company that sells tea I know and you know the design is really clear and the message is great the the UX on the store is really amazing so I'm I just discovered it on Twitter um and I'm really I'm I'm stoked on this company that's my company of the week check it out yeah cool so I also what's yours (laughs) yeah I also found mine on Twitter and I am super impressed with it it's called sensual candle co so they sell candles, but what's really cool is they have like all of the right things on their store. They have great photography. They have product reviews. They have uh, email notifications sign up for if the product is out of stock. Their product descriptions are awesome. For the candles, for example, they'll say, this is how the candle is best used. Here's the music you should listen to when you're burning this candle. And like, oh, wow. that is kind of content I look for in a really like creative product description. So I think this is super cool. Last thing they do on their site, other than a lot of other amazing things is they have all their shipping, like the shipping policy and everything right on the product page. Like this is my dream product landing page right here. I think they're actually a pixie customer. Are they really? Ah! (laughs) I love it. Circle, I love it. And I, I also feel like that would be really good video content with the music and like a setting. Right, like where to use your candle in the bathroom, in the kitchen. I love working at home. (laughs) So we'll link to all three of these stores in our show notes. Definitely check them out because we're we're very much impressed with them. Absolutely, and Holly, thank you so much for taking the time to join us from San Francisco. And at any time, we want you to come back and talk about Pixie next. So we'll have you on again soon. Thanks. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks again to our sponsors for supporting this episode. You can subscribe to Commerce Tea on your favorite podcasting service. We post new episodes every Tuesday. So grab your mug and join us. See you next week. Clocked in is a time clock for Shopify. With Clocked In, your team members can easily clock in and out of their shifts from anywhere. You can manage your team's hours as they work remotely with an intuitive interface that can be used from desktop, tablet, or mobile. 
Check it out at clockedin.io or in the Shopify app store.